Welcome to Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. I am your curator, Professor Grunsplatter. Beyond these doors crouch the wonders, horrors, and wry smiles of an uncanny world. This world, your world. Should you choose to come inside, the sounds and stories that the shadows tell will be yours to behold. Make no mistake, it is a place of questions, not answers. A place where the tickle in your belly or the twitch in your eye simply mean you're paying attention. But then if you weren't curious, you wouldn't be here. There will be no refunds once you enter. Thank you for your attention, and the brave ones come with me. Episode 49 of Professor Grunsplatter's Spookatorium. This is going to be a little bit different of an episode. Hopefully you will like it, but you may not. Um, I've got some things about doppelgangers coming up, and so in coordination with that, this episode will be a cover song extravaganza. Uh, I have a sinking feeling that this may get eviscerated by YouTube's copyright crawler. Uh, if that ends up being the case, then you won't hear anything I just said. Um, the show opened today with uh, Peng Cao covering In Heaven, and that was written by David Lynch for his film Eraserhead. That's from their 1987 album Fee Height Fjord Die Sklaven. This next one comes from an EP called Murdered that Satori released a couple years ago, and it featured three cover songs. They did a cover of 
of a track by God Machine, one by the Swans, and this is their Killing Joke cover.
all these weird colors. And then I saw an eye. You know what I mean? Human eye. Kept getting closer and closer. Then all of a sudden, everything started to melt, to melt, to melt, to melt. was Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit as covered by a project called Death Method, and that is off the Shut Up Kitty compilation that was released by Reconstruction Records in 1993. That whole compilation is cover songs, but that was one of the better ones. Uh, Before that was Angel Hair covering Bauhaus's Stigmata Martyr, and opening the set was Killing Jokes, the Death and Resurrection show as covered by Satori. The Spookatorium Spirit Lounge awaits where those from the other side just may press their faces against the window of our world. Uh, 
I think everyone has a sense of what a doppelganger is. It's a German concept that translates to double goer or double walker. In German folklore, it embodies the idea that there is a sort of spirit double. Not the same thing as a ghost, but a type of wraith that mirrors all living things, not just humans, but also animals. And these spirit doubles largely remain invisible, but to encounter your doppelganger is a bad omen that portends death. In 1787, English antiquarian Francis Gross included the idea of the fetch in his provincial glossary, um, which was defined as an apparition of a person who was living, not of someone who is dead. Um, in 1815, E.T.A. Hoffman's story, The Elixir de Teufels, uh, which translates roughly to The Devil's Elixir, features a doppelganger. Uh, the idea appears again in his story, The Sandman. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe's uh, story, William Wilson, published in 1839, deals with the idea of a doppelganger following the main character for his entire life until he ultimately um, takes action. Uh, English author Catherine Crow used the German term doppelganger in her uh, 1848 book on the paranormal, The Night Side of Nature. Uh, Dostoevsky's uh, 1848 book, The Double, explores the concept. And those are just the beginnings of how it has worked its way into art and literature and film. Um, some scholars take the concept all the way back to the Epic of Gilgamesh, and they note ideas like uh, Aristotle and Plato's concepts of dualism as informing Christianity's concepts of the body and the soul, or good and evil. Uh, the concept appears in mytho mythologies all over the world. Uh, one of the earliest references to that duality goes back to the story of the twins, Ormans and Ariman in Zoroastrianism, uh, who were seen as eternal representatives of good and evil. Egyptian mythology has the idea of the Ka, or spirit double, and in the Egyptian myth of the Trojan War, a Ka of Helen was used to help stop the war. The Norse believed in a more benign version of this, called the Vardagar, uh, that would appear somewhere before the actual person had arrived, leading others to believe that they were already there. Um, this idea is also reflected somewhat in the face stories of, of changelings. History has its share of real doppelganger legends, perhaps most famously is that of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, reported in the book Washington in Lincoln's Time, he relays a story where shortly after he was elected, he looked at himself in the mirror only to see two of himself, one of which was, quote, five shades paler than the other. In 1612, poet John Donne was said to have seen his wife's doppelganger on the same night that their daughter was stillborn. Percy Shelley reported in 1822 that he had seen his own doppelganger a week after Mary Shelley had miscarried. And so those are just a couple of the, the numerous tales stretching back centuries that talk about this. Um, the idea of lookalikes is still with us, even if it doesn't carry the same grim warning as it once did in my own life. And I look 
distinct enough that I don't get confused for someone else very often. I have gone into a restaurant for the very first time and had someone say, oh, you're back again already, or, or do you want to sit in the same spot? This has happened to me more than once and can sometimes be difficult to explain. Um, the Smithsonian ran an article in 2022 that looks at this sort of look-alike element. Um, stripping away all of the mystical components, they studied pairs of people who looked like they could be twins but were not related. Uh, in 1999, a Canadian photographer named Francois Brunel undertook a project to photograph strangers who looked similar or identical. Um, researchers then asked 32 pairs of his models to answer questions about their life and to submit to DNA testing. Uh, they used facial recognition software to map their features for comparison and compared those with scans of actual identical twins. 50% of the strangers were close enough to fall into the category of twins as determined by the facial recognition technology. Uh, when looking at the DNA, researchers found that nine of the 16 pairs were very similar and shared common, gen common genetic variations. And they also found looking at uh, the lifestyle questionnaire that the doppelgangers were more likely than non-doppelgangers to share characteristics like weight and education levels and, and those kinds of things. And these are people that are not related. Um, so does Curious Genetics explain how the doppelganger became part of myth and legend for centuries? Uh, and while that study is interesting in its own right, I don't think that quite explains it.
covering Blue Oyster Cult's classic Don't Fear the Reaper, and that was from a Project Records sampler compilation that I acquired someplace. Uh, Before that was Beyond Dawn, covering Joy Division's Atmosphere, and that set started with Ataraxia and their track La Nouveau Marguerite, which is a cover of Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. I don't know why they gave it a new name, but they did. Uh, And now I'm going to do a metal block. Uh, which I don't do enough of. Um, This is The Ancient's Rebirth with their cover of Flag of Hate by Creator.
classic holy diver as ridiculous and awesome as you could hope for before that was red harvest uh covering the ggfh track dead men don't rape and i always liked that they did that ggfh was very underappreciated uh, before that was uh shadow of the torturer with the cover of black sabbath's who are you and opening the set was the ancient's rebirth with a cover of creator's flag of hate I guess that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I started with a cover from Eraserhead, so let's end it with one from another movie. In the classic movie, The Producers, Lorenzo St. Dubois sings Love Power. And now please enjoy Snog's version. Thank you for listening. <laughs> 